Hi everyone, welcome to Chat Shit Get Fit Recovery. This is the series where we discuss all the various ways you can recover from exercise. We explore if they're worth your time, giving you our personal thoughts, and of course, bring you the latest scientific data. This week, we explore stretching for recovery, mainly focusing on stretching after exercise. We cover the big hitters, such as will it reduce DOMS, aka stop you feeling sore, and will it help prevent injury? There's a lot of value in this episode and going off our latest Instagram polls, which did have some surprising results. Some of you out there are going to be, you know, surprised at some of the information that we give out in today's episode. So let's get into this week's episode. Hello, boys. Welcome back. Hi. Everyone. What the fuck is that on your head? <laughs> this, this is a fedora. This is my gentleman's hat. Um, I've taken a new lifestyle um, approach. Oh, new year, um, new you. Well, I don't know what it is. I think it might be the hat. I think it might be the hat. It might be the fedora. But I was on Instagram, as you do, just like flicking away through videos. And I noticed, now brace yourselves for this. It turns out there's actually women that lift weights, unironically. Um, and some of them are, are, are like benching, which is dangerous for women. So I decided that this could be like, it's almost like a superhero uniform, this hat. So when I go back to the gym and I wear this hat, I'm going to make sure to watch for women bench pressing. So as soon as they start lifting the bar, I can run over and I could be like, fear not fair maiden, I'm here to spot you. And I can spot them whilst wearing my fedora. just want to start by making an apology to any fedora wearing... Um people out there oh not women fedora wearers not not the blatant the blatant uh satirical may i add uh sexism i was just saying but no right. we're gonna apologize to fedora wearers instead yeah <laughs> the last thing i want to do is end up on you look like a man have you have you ever been on that page no so there's an instagram page called you look like a man and it's actually i mean it's really horrendous like the captions they that they post from people but at the same time it's like you, you've got to laugh at it it's a uh, it's a page where they basically call out, and they uh, they the, the lady of the page calls them Garys, and it's like, you know, like the, the kind of blokes that say women shouldn't lift, they shouldn't have muscle X Y yeah. Z, and you got you just got to look at some of the the, the the content they post. It's actually insane, and you can tell a lot of these guys are just kind of jealous that women are squatting more than them. But yeah, twenty twenty one, and we're still at this level of um, bullshit. What's it called? You look like a man. And the avatar is like a little picture of a duck. I think it's a duck. Or is, oh no, it's a seal. It's a seal. Let's have a look. Show up to the screen. I personally don't like seals. I had a really bad experience with one at a Sea World in Florida. Where I had a little cup of fish. Because you could buy cups of fish to feed to the seals. And, uh, and just to clarify, seals are the same as sea lions, aren't they? Yeah. Oh, I thank, oh, thank God for that. I thought I was going to suck an idiot then. Um, and uh, I actually went to go up to the railing to uh, throw fish at the seals. When I say throw, I went to feed them. You know, I'm not going to like, you know, volley a fucking cup of fish at a seal. Or club <laughs> them, because that's frowned upon as well. Uh, anyway, as I was walking up to the barrier, I tripped over and uh, oh. spilled fish all down myself. So, yeah, me and seals, it's, it's a bit like a, you know, bad memory. Love-hate relationship. Yeah, yeah. Well, back, back on track, seals seal aside, we're starting a brand new series. This is episode one of our new series, all about exercise recovery. So we're going to talk about, obviously, various methods of recovery from exercise, and if they're any good or not. We'll start with the first one, the big one, stretching. So before we get into it, I want to go, we did a little couple of Instagram polls, didn't we? Tom, what were the results of your one? I'll be honest with you, I didn't give much context to what I asked. I just simply oh, asked, bastard. do you stretch, as in static stretching, after training? And 28% said yes. And 72% said no. Uh, the, now, we've got to give a bit of context to this. To be fair, you've already given the context. And we're talking about static stretching and the benefits for recovery. Uh, just a quick summary. like When we talk about recovery, recovery kind of means several different things here. Recovery could be bring us back to our, 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 our baseline of um, where basically we can constantly perform well. 
you know, we're not over fatigued. And on top of that as well, like uh, DOMS, uh, muscle soreness is another part of that. So I recovered from being sore and having recovered enough that we can actually perform well. And I suppose like, I can't really think of anything else really. That's pretty much in, oh, so you uh, link recovery, injury it. prevention in there as well, I suppose, because not yeah. being injured from having to recover in the first could place. Have, you could have potentially asked why. What's their reasoning behind it that they do, they don't? So on the poll I did, I kind of went down that route a little bit more. So I, I asked, do you stretch after exercise slash working out? I got the similar sort of results. I got 41% said yes, 59% said no. But then my next question was, does stretching after exercise prevent injury slash reduce DOMS? And then I got 61% said yes, 39% said no. So that kind of had me thinking. More people said they didn't stretch, but then more people said that they think has these amazing benefits. So it makes you think that these people know that it, it, they, they think it's good for them, but they don't do it anyway. That's kind of what I got from that poll. But yeah, so I was, I was quite, it was interesting. I was, I was interested to see it, especially when I, cause obviously I can see who's voted what way. And there were some people I was quite surprised at their, um, their choice. So I, uh, um, I didn't put the poll up because um, I was just loading my Instagram with memes all day. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Absolutely. I think hero. I did quite well. Um, yeah, so make sure you follow Andy's Instagram if you just want to get pure memes. Yeah. Um, but if you want to get involved with the podcast on an interactive level, yeah, uh, don't follow Andy. To be fair, you've got to have like a local meme dealer. And, you know, Andy's the yeah. person for that. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? We just, we just ignore that. We move on. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck today. We've got the old surround sound going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So now, right. Let's let's address. It. We've obviously just we've just got the poll there, so we've addressed that. Uh, less people tend to stretch after exercise, but more people tend to think that it can help reduce the risk of injury and it can reduce DOMS. And we're going to talk about what we think as we go on. So before we start then, what, what is stretching? What do we mean when we talk about static stretching after exercise? So I think of it as just like a basic cool down. You know when you like grab your lazy part of your shoe, you pull it up to your bum, you stretch off your quad, stand there for 30 seconds, train start, that sort of thing. I mean, if you're in the, uh, if you're in the military... Um, and you're a listener because I know quite a few of our listeners are then you'll know the classic British Army cool down everyone gets in a little fucking circle sits on the floor does a few static stretches and then that's the session finished um, and it's just something that no one's really questioned why we do it it's just it's one of those things isn't it I feel like it's more of a tick in a box it is isn't it the old and bold to know that they've had a session complete yeah it's pretty much done it's just that like uh, it, it, we've all done it for so long it's just part of the routine Mm. Um, in my opinion as well and this is just my opinion uh, and that is this goes not just in regards to the military in regards to physical training sessions but also personal trainers and coaches as well but it's a very and it's a bit of a shitty thing to say I do not do it it's, it's a very convenient way to watch the clock run down on a session of course it's definitely a oh, time so you're, on about, yeah. you're on about like a, because you pay for an hour space yeah. filler it's a filler oh, okay. it's precisely what Andy just said it's a filler uh, all filler, no thriller. Would you not say it's disingenuous? No, because if you, I feel like if you, the way that the mind is at the moment is like you warm up, you work out, you stretch off. That's that's sort of that's our go-to routine. So if you were to work someone for an hour and they just sort of that, and you had a five-minute chat with them, like how are you feeling, you're good, and you went, yeah, see you tomorrow, they'd probably feel hard done by that you didn't stretch them off. But because it's like that's that's like an old way of thinking. I get what you're saying, but now so a bit of a spoiler alert. Now we're going to kind of go down the route of it's not 100 percent necessary. So people listen to this. If they were now to go work with Tom and then he was to give them a cool down, like a stretching session, off they might think, "Well, you just told us there's no fucking point. So why am I paying you for this uh, extra 20 minutes?" I just want to kind of go me someone else. Go back to what I was saying before, and that was so. Even though I know a lot of people do it as a, as a, I'm going to use the term Andy said, and that is filler. Although I do believe a lot of people do it simply because they want the time to run down the session, I do think there are some people where their heart's in the right place and they generally believe they're doing oh, it for a specific yeah. reason. Oh, definitely, yeah. Yeah. As I said, I feel like if someone was to listen to this now and then they were to work with us on a one-to-one basis and then we were to give them 20 minutes of stretching after, they'd be like... Could they not have done something else? Have they just done that because they couldn't be asked to do anything else? Because they've told us there's no point doing this, so we've just kind of done 20 minutes of something um, that's going to give us no benefit. So I don't. Do you know what? I don't think there's... I'm not 100% against it. 
I'm not 100% against it because it depends on how you look. So if, again, if I'm if, if I'm teaching someone that's a, a bit older and it makes them feel good, as in mm-hmm. makes them feel like they've had a complete session, yeah, like yeah. I'd be happy to turn up to someone and go, right, we're going to do a squat session. That's it. Right, get straight on the squats. Let's go. Warm up using your ramp up, using the squat bar itself, you know, ramp up yeah. during the weight. Work out, do what you need to do, straight onto it, um, accessory, accessorize, uh, and then just go, yeah, sound, mate. How you feeling? You good? Any niggles, problems with that? Anything you wanted to? No? Cool. Bye. See you later. I'm quite happy with that. That's how I work at the moment. Um, but if, say, I was working with someone that was in the older generation and they felt like they needed like a little bit of talking and a little bit of stretching and that... Well, I'd... they're the customer, aren't they? Yeah, so I wouldn't, if they, if they I wouldn't want that. frown against it. If you said to them, look, you don't need to do this, but if it makes you feel better and if you feel like you need it, then that's that's then you can give them some stretches to do because you know the stretches there. But you could, if you tell them, look, let's be honest, this is you could spend twenty minutes doing something else if you really wanted to. It wouldn't make too much of a difference. Then that you've given you put the ball in their court then because they're paying you, aren't they? So it's up to them at, the, at that point, really, isn't mm. it? It does give some. I tell you what, because um, I, I did give us a bit of a double think here, but usually. So when I first started PTing, I used to have people stretch at the end of the session because I thought, oh, it was important. You've got a, a, various random beliefs, and that was, um, oh, things like I have to flush out lactic acid, you know, all the pseudoscience. Uh, yeah, all the, so, all the buzzwords, yeah. Oh, yeah, all the buzzwords. I've got to make the muscles return to their normal lengths, which is a, I cringe at myself now. I think back to that. But, you know, my, my heart was coming from the right place at the time. Yeah, but cool. now, what I'd rather do it is... I'd rather just, if I've got five, ten minutes free tools in the session, I'd rather do something like a burner, just something exciting, something challenging, some kind of like CrossFit-inspired little, you know, EMOM or something. Or, and now here's the thing, a lot of the time, um, people don't value that in regards to coaching and personal training, a lot of the time, you're paying for information rather than the actual physical work. So those last five minutes, I might actually pull them to the side and say, look, Let's do a bit of a QA. and a Let's do a little quick bit of an education session. Like I, can, I can give you the fish. What I mean by that is I could give you something to do for five minutes or how about if I actually teach you how to fish and in that time I just give them a little bit of knowledge that applies to them. So that's just me personally. That's what I would rather do. You but at really the like moment, that. we're talking about like stretching in the context of, uh, in, in regards to recovery at least, straight after a workout or straight after a session. We'll talk about it in different times but for, this, for the time being. So um, let- one thing I do want to quickly say as well, Bill. Sorry, mate. Ah, this is an army one, actually, yeah. In regards to with the army, after a lot of fizz sessions, especially if it's something like a tab or a run, there's usually a fair bit of debriefing going on. Your base, a lot of the time, I think it's just basically keeping us fuckers, you know, busy while they get things done, you know, the paperwork, etc. Yes, I, I've I learned a lot over the time. So like when I think it's more of an insurance purpose, military wise. I think it's just policy. Yeah, it'd be policy. I don't. I wouldn't say it's insurance. I don't. I don't. I probably. No, but like thing. if you so if someone got injured, they look back to your PT session and turn I around. I did everything and go, by the book. Have you done this? Have you done this? Have you done this? Mm. Now, if you turn around and went, ah, oh, no, we just tabbed, and then I literally stopped. Well done, complete. Fuck off. They're gonna just learn around and be like, no cool down. Yeah, but I'll be honest That's you, the reason. I'll, I'll, if they said that to me, I'll play this podcast once we finished, obviously. But. Oh, 100%. But again, it doesn't <laughs> matter. Mean. It really doesn't matter whether you could have fucking boatloads of science, boatloads of reviews, boatloads of fucking systematic reviews saying that static stretching does fuck all for your body. But in an army policy world, it needs warm up, yeah. main effort, cool down. You are liable if you do not complete them free targets, you know. So I think it's more just that. Like I've done yeah, it before yeah. where I've literally been like, right, as soon as you are done, as soon as you have completed, like we did like a 15 minute um, AMRAP type stuff. And I said, as soon as you are done, like you can just go or we've done like uh, for time. Do you know, I've set ridiculous workouts that no one's ever going to complete, but them two fit guys, I've just, that have just smashed it. And I'm like, you can go. And they're like, you're not going to stretch you off. I'm like, well, no, you don't need to see you later. But I've had, I've been <laughs> like gripped and be like, no, stretch them off. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, 
So um, you mentioned a lot of studies there. So let's let's talk about some studies. And so we've got a bit of conflicting evidence. So a lot of data has looked at static stretching after exercise. They've looked at it and they've looked at the frequency of the stretching, the volume of the stretching, but not a lot of them have looked at the intensity of the stretching. So when I'm talking about intensity, I'm talking about low intensity stretching and high intensity stretching. So that's kind of how intense you're really forcing that stretch when you're down into yeah. it. Uh, but we have got a bit. Of, we have got a bit of um, data now, which is quite recent. Just before you start that bit, when we talk about volume and frequency. Frequency is basically how many times we stretch throughout the week, and then volume would be well how long we each hold uh, that stretch each, for. Yeah, it's it's exactly like training at the end of the day. Uh, sorry, strength training at the end of the day. Just like we can get volume through training through higher reps or lower reps, we can do longer stretches or shorter stretches through yeah, stretch course. volume. And also in regards to intensity, once again, just like strength training, we can stretch at various intensities, and we can actually kind of use the RPE scale for that. Yeah, we can. Um, this, but, um, this, this this piece of paper actually did that. This this uh, this study used the RPE scale for it. But so they basically got three groups. Then they got a group who did high intensity stretching after exercise. They got a group which did low intensity stretching after exercise, and they got a group which did absolutely no stretching. Um, one limitation on a note of this that I sort of thought about was when you're t- telling people to go off a certain stretching intensity on an rpe scale it could be quite subjective so it's very hard to be like this person definitely did a seven out of ten yeah. this person definitely yeah. did a three out of ten because everyone's rpes are going to be different so i said that's a limitation with the study um the results were a little bit surprising but they did make sense when i looked into it further was that low intensity could have perhaps promoted recovery um and the reason they kind of thought about why high intensity wasn't doing it is because you think about it if you've just done a session you're already a bit beaten up and then you're stretching massive, to a like high intensity another stretch you're stressing the muscles yeah you're stressing the muscles even more especially if you're not used to doing that level of intensity your body's not adapted to that stretch intensity all you're doing is hurting yourself more so you're not it actually com- helping recovery it comes down to that I, I would say that's the typical army um oh yeah go to discomfort and not pain yeah yeah, yeah, sort exactly. of like, oh, oh, this hurts a little bit. I like it hurts. And there's a big and difference between pain and discomfort, isn't there? And low intensity stretching, I would say, is passive. So you're kind of like almost just falling into it. And whenever yeah. your body stops, you're there. You're sort of holding it where. It, and I'd, say, I'd say that's low intensity. We don't yeah. do that. Because not ac- yeah, actively, not actively pulling or fucking pushing. If you think your body back to an army session, you'll get to like the last ten seconds of a stretch and go, right, lads, last ten. Try and increase the stretch further. And you got guys grimacing. Yeah, grimacing like <laughs> biting their, their quad wrist. pieces. <laughs> when really this bit of data here is actually saying that low intensity perhaps promote. But I want to just reinforce this. Um, I said it could be something to do with blood flow. Blood flow, which is obviously a buzzword, but it's not really a night or day difference, especially when we compare it to other recovery methods, which obviously we'll talk about in the rest of the series. Um, but there's no chance it's going to hurt you. But there is a small chance, according to this paper, that it might help. So if you were to do some low intensity stretching after exercise. It might do something, but it's not going to hurt you. So it really comes down to, I'd say, if you've got time. Yeah. Well, it's a defend as well. It, it doesn't necessarily have to be straight after your session. No, no, no. You know, it could this, be... This paper was looking at it straight after, though, wasn't it? Yeah. I mean, do you know what? Um, when I... I actually... Very recently, I actually listened to uh, Greg Knuckles have a discussion on this on the Stronger by Science podcast. Um, and that is... He makes a really good point that what is the point of like static stretching straight after exercise in the case of you're worried about blood flow when technically you've already got blood flow going anyway because you've literally just been exercising. But something like later on in the evening when there isn't as much blood flow, then maybe that's when you might get a benefit out of it. It's not like, a, oh, you've definitely got to do it here, now or then. But to me personally, so this is me talking from a personal view here, and that is I like to talk about time being a barrier to exercise a lot of the time if i've got so much as 10 minutes extra free in a gym i'd rather do something it's more do beneficial. Some, that's more beneficial to my goals but if i'm just sat at home watching i don't know some shit on the tv then okay maybe i could do some low intensity stretching there and then it's not gonna it's not gonna harm me it's not really well, this is screaming to me tom Andy, you'll know all about this is, is romwad a very passive, low-intensity stretching routine, which is made to be done at any time during the day. Get up in the morning. Do it first thing in the morning. Same Before as go you go wads. to bed. They're do it. Same. Yeah, go wads. Obviously the same. Yeah. 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 Um, so these these systems actually make you think. Maybe that's what they. That's why they're good because they are low-intensity stretching to help get that blood flow back in at different times of the day. Again, I think it's just breaking out of a rhythm that sort of been in to like, was inst- instilled, institutionalized. Is that the word? Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Through 
through just so many like you look at warm an army up, point train stretch cool yeah warm up yeah. train stretch warm up and it, and that and and it's sort of coming to light now yes we can talk about no it doesn't help you yes it does these sort of things and the finer tunes but i think we're kind of kind of getting to grips with which i know i'm doing finally now because i was a hundred percent behind that warm-up workout stretch off and then the restrictions started happening and then i started feeling bad that I wasn't cooling down properly. And then when you look at it, I wasn't yeah. actually getting injured. I wasn't actually, there wasn't anything. I was, the walk home, in my eyes, that's a nice cool down there. Yeah, or active recovery. There you active go. Active recovery, on the way home, chilling out. I could understand if you want to do sort of five minutes, if you're going to sit down in a car, I could yeah. totally understand something like that. And it and it's very, um, God, what's the fucking word when it's, like it might be for you, might not. I don't know these big words. But it's dependent, isn't it? it yeah, depends. And, Everything depends. And, it, <laughs> and if you believe in it, if you believe that you think like, yeah, I need to stretch. It makes me feel good. Which is the placebo? I don't know. But if, yeah. but if you think that it's yeah, going to work, I'm a massive believer. I'm a massive believer that if you believe in something, it will work. It will benefit but. you. Do not tell people they have to do it as well. Yeah, that yeah. Oh, the language, the language yeah, yeah. is really important. Of course. If it works for you, do it. If it doesn't, don't push it onto anyone else. No, because we've just said there that there's, you don't need to do it. But if you want to, there's nothing wrong with it. But don't tell people, right, you have to have a stretching session after your workout. Otherwise, you're going to get injured and you're going to get DOMS. It's like, well, that's, no, that's not the case. That's, that's my biggest issue with it. I mean, from the data that I've seen, I mean, two years ago, I was very anti-stretching. Because I was in the crowd, we had all that uh, data at a time where it kind of said, "Oh, you're going to lose power and you're going to lose um, performance if you stack stretch before um, exercise and stuff." Obviously, I'm talking about before exercise now, not in regards to recovery. But I just heard so much st- bad stuff about stack stretching, and I wasn't really looking at the context of it. I wasn't looking at the dosage of it, the frequency, the intensity, the volume. Because all these things, you know, at the end of the day, it, it, you'll get different effects out of what dosage you do with stretching. But yeah, I mean, you know, from what I've seen, low intensity stretching, whether it's, you know, before exercise, after exercise, later on in the day, you know, even in the morning, if you're going to go to gym in the afternoon, but you're stretching in the morning, um, I, I, if you want to do it, go for it. But I do think there is an issue with this dogmatic view that you have to stretch. You must stretch afterwards. So I've completely changed my tune on stretching now. So I'll do about 15 to 20 minutes. As soon as I get up in the morning, yeah. As soon as I get up before breakfast, I go downstairs in the living room, just stretch off what I think I need to do, or whatever my yeah, go nice. what tells me to do. To be honest, <laughs> I'll go to the gym, and I'll very and I'll, I'll do a little bit of static stretching on on. So if I'm doing any overhead work, I want to open up the chest. I know because I sit like a bag of potatoes and I'm I'm rounded like a a, a bosu ball. Um, so I like to open up a little bit, but that that's me giving myself the nod that I'm good to go. You know, it's sort of like a checklist in my head that training's going to go well. As soon as I finish, I walk home. Don't even bother. Just wipe the kit down and go. That's yeah, that's my cool down. That's me, isn't it? And then towards the end of the night, I'm starting to push more of a, a deeper, sort of longer session where I can just sit in uh, sit in positions and I can just relax into it, that really passive stuff. It's also kind of like a mental recovery as well, isn't it? Oh, of course, it's yeah. It's very calm. It's meditation almost, isn't it? Yeah, well, that's what from an army perspective, I'm thinking. I was just thinking about the army sort of another reason why we could potentially do it. Let's say you've done a really hard green PT session for so for civilians. That's like a an assault course session or running with a log or something. And at the end of that session, you get everyone sitting down. Everyone's calmed down. You want to bring their heart rate back down. Yeah, and and then you're talking to to everyone. You can get you can get eyes on everyone. Said, right, is anyone injured? Is everyone feeling okay? And you can get use that time to see if anyone's all right. You can look look at all the individuals and be like, oh, he looks a bit dodgy. Maybe I should have a look, talk to him after. And maybe that's why it just it just gives people something to do at the same time, a bit of stretching at the same time, instead of just them all standing there. Yeah. When you say he looks a bit dodgy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I don't know, that just sounds dodgy in itself. One of the reasons I think the army are big on this stretching straight after is I think that'll be the only time that they do because you've got to understand, there are three very motivated people on this podcast. Now, let's put that in a pool of 200 personnel. If you if you put this into context, we, we're three individual, uh, motivated individuals. You put that into a squadron level or a regiment or whatever, that, that's only like a blip. Most of these people 
don't even like doing PT. Some of these people yeah. don't like doing yeah. it. So you've got to, and you've got that time to capture and to give them a tiny little bit. It may not do anything. Yeah, I agree. But it's it's just that tiny little bit to give. So I had a discussion with my um, with my core man about this, and he was saying that he's trying to push that we have four PT sessions a week in our unit, like 100 mandated, and he wants one of them to be a flexibility recovery session. Yeah. So that's when then you can be like, right, we've actually got one built into the week now, where you're going to do a low intensity stretching mm-hmm. session. So then there's like it kind of removes that need a little bit more from the end of a session. You'd have to spend all this time fucking. I would love poses for 20 minutes. Two sessions a day, hard yeah. fizz in the morning. Recovery in the afternoon. 30 minutes, 40 minutes, just to chill, relax. Like, end of day. You know what I mean? Don't even get changed. Just take your boots off, come in. Do yeah, if you know the problem is, mate, you've got, you've got people who've got to read emails all afternoon, so unfortunately we can't do that. <laughs> no one reads emails. Are you a fieldie? That? I'm taking the piss. That's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> Are you a fieldie? <laughs> That's what I'm saying, mate. People just sit there and read it. They say, oh, we can't do, I can't do PT. I've got to read emails. Yeah. It's like, what? That's <laughs> such an empty thing, that. Don't, take, don't tell people what I have to do. Let's just move on to this next bit because this bit's kind of a bit, it's a bit irrelevant in terms of recovery, but it's important to mention because we've been talking about low intensity stretching, high intensity stretching. Now we know from multiple uh, streams of data that high intensity chronic stretching can improve strength performance. So if you were given a binary choice between doing high intensity stretching and low intensity stretching, you've then, you've only got, you've got one piece of paper, one data here, which says low intensity can promote recovery, but then you've got loads of data which can which shows that high intensity chronic stretching can improve strength. So you're going to look at that and think, hmm, which one am I going to go for? Obviously, in an ideal world, you'd go for both. But if it was a binary choice, you'd kind of want to go towards the high intensity realm, wouldn't you? Because of the fact there's more data on that than there is on yeah this low intensity one. Also, but then you're kind of like, well, it's very hard, isn't it, to pick yeah. what what's your poison? You know what I mean? Do I want to get stronger, <laughs> or do I want to recover better? You know, because if I recover then, better... as I said before, this low intensity stuff, the, 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 the recovery is like, it's quite minor and there's better methods of recovery than that. So you could just not do it, do high intensity chronic stretching to get those strength gains and then just do another method of recovery. Which yeah, I think too, too much, um, too much high intensity um, stretching. I genuinely believe that it's, you're more likely to get injured. Yeah, of course you are. I mean, this is I'm talking. This is like quite a performance level. So if you want to perform, you always you're always flirting with injuries, aren't you? When you're an athlete, because you're pushing yourself. So these, when you're doing this sort of stretching, you're all, you're you're trying to get these small little benefits and strength, these tiny little gains, and you know you're going to be flirting with injury. But that's the risk you take to be the best, isn't it? So if you're read, if you're listening to this podcast, um, and because it's early stages still, I doubt very much that there's any super athletes listening to this. Um, I don't know. We've got a world record holder who listens, mate. Yeah, fair one, actually. All right, I'll take that yeah. back. Um, <laughs> fuck, that sort of blew my point out of the way. But I could understand that. But most no, most of us are normies, you know. We're not We're not trying to look to that, to try and get that extra m- millimetre or a millimetre faster or millisecond faster, stronger Half in that sense. Half a kilo sense. more. Yeah, you know, I, I don't think any of us in a normal world need to worry about sort of yeah. what they do at the high level. We should just focus on... What we're doing I just now. wanted to clarify it because it, I just wanted to make sure that we're not saying do not do high intensity stretching because if you if you do it gradually and you do it so you're adapting to the intensity of the stretching over time, there are proof there. I mean, there is data out there which shows that it can have benefits for strength performance. But and then obviously we've got this one paper now which says low low intensity can help with recovery. I, so I am going to say though, don't go out and just fucking do it willy nilly. <laughs> yeah. Definitely don't go out and just start don't try smashing do the splits. Yeah, yeah, don't do the split like, day one. Don't yeah. do too much too soon. And day, we've got to give ourselves time to adapt. Right, let's talk about what everyone's thinking. That's DOMS, because everyone everyone wants to get rid of DOMS. Nobody likes DOMS. Everyone likes to be able to sit on the toilet after a leg day, which is normally non-impossible. So people always think of, right, if I do my stretching, if I do my cool down, I'm going to get rid of DOMS. So I'll start off. I've got a little systematic review here. So I'll basically go through quite a lot of the context of the actual uh, the actual systematic review then because it's actually quite good. So the aim of this review was to determine the effects of stretching before or after exercise on the development of delayed onset muscle soreness. So obviously this is looking at both before and after. We're going to kind of take that pinch of salt because we are focusing on after here really. Um, they basically look for a load of data, blah, blah, blah. Uh, selection criteria, 
Uh, let's see if I can narrow this down for a bit. Yeah, so for the studies to be included, the stretching had to be conducted soon before or soon after exercise and muscle, and muscle soreness had to be assessed. So you had to pretty much get assessed straight after you've done exercise. You couldn't like go away for four hours and then do it because then that's not really after exercise, is it? That's a completely yeah. different time. So the only data that was in this systematic review was from that criteria. Risk of bias was assessed using the I can't pronounce that. Cochrane collaborations risk Cochrane. bias tool and quality of evidence was evidence using grade. Estimates of effects of stretching were converted to a common 100-point scale. Outcomes were pooled in fixed effect major analyses. So the main results then are basically just, I won't go through the main results. This will, all our studies will be listed in the show notes if you are interested, but I'll go to a conclusion here basically. The evidence from randomized studies suggests that muscle stretching, whether conducted before, after, or before and after, does not produce clinically important reductions in delayed onset muscle soreness in healthy adults. Um, and that's just one example, but we've got other bits of data as well, which basically, I mean, DOMS, you can't really... You can't get away happen, from it. No. You can't get away from DOMS. It's a part you? of the game, I'm afraid. Yeah, you wreck your legs, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm Unfortunately, not saying stretching's not going to stop it. Don't chase, even though DOMS are nice, I have to admit, they are... Like, oh, do you know when you like wake up and you're like, oh, hello. Come on. <laughs> and you go to stand up and you just like a baby, <laughs> yeah, you're like, a baby oh. giraffe has just been born. Yeah, or, or you like <laughs> tense your legs, you know, when you like stretch them out and you squeeze the muscle. Just... <laughs> and your knees just go backwards. Mm. God. I just find getting on off the toilet really, really emotional. Yeah, you just oh, fall yeah, into trying it. Trying to there. go, Joe, you know it's even going up a set of stairs, it's going down them. Oh, yeah, yeah, well, you don't yeah. feel like you've got control. That's the thing. With stairs, you can grind it, but obviously you get that force when you go down the stairs. You're just like, oh, God, how am I going to make it all the way down to the bottom without going over my head? Tom, so when, when we talk about DOM, so we, we, people do stretching because they think they're going to get rid of them. But what actually, so you've said it before on the podcast thing, you explained it really well. What actually causes DOMs? Why do we actually get DOMs in the first place? Do you know what? It's not even fully explained yet or known. Um, I mean, there's different theories. So first of all, there's still there's still this idea out there that oh it's lactic acid causing DOMS. Um, no, not necessarily. I mean the best theory I've heard so far is that it's possibly tearing in the microfibers. So that's physically what's going on. But Small, the easiest, tiny. yeah, basically muscles are made up of tiny little fibers. So if you if you cut a muscle in half, it's like you know when you buy a pack of spaghetti. It's like that, but on a microscopic scale. If you if you slice open a muscle, it's like fucking cutting open spaghetti. But it's due to micro-tearing of those fibres. But the easiest way to describe DOMS is when you do something that you're not yet accustomed to. It's like when you when you, when you first take someone for, for squats, and it's they're not used to squats, squats or something like a Romanian deadlift, something that puts a lot of mechanical tension... I'm using the legs in particular because, you know, that tends to be the worst place for DOMS in my experience. But you take someone that's been quite sedentary, you get them squatting, and 72 hours or, you know, 24 hours later, they're absolutely fucked. But they maintain it. And then months later, they're doing, they're still training heavy, they're progressively overloading, and suddenly they're not feeling the DOMS as much anymore. And it's the same with some of us that, like, we train. We have a bit of a layoff in training, like a lot of us have had with COVID. Yep, Christmas period, COVID lockdowns. Suddenly, we go back to we go back to training again, and it's almost like we're we're a normie again, Mm. and we're in shit state all over again. So basically, DOMS tends to you know it tends to it tends to happen when you're doing something you're not accustomed to yet, and that could be a new exercise, a new movement. It could be a new weight. It could be a new rep scheme. All various different uh, you know ways that it would affect us basically yeah so that, that's kind of what's causing doms and unfortunately by doing a 20 minute static stretching routine after you're not going to magically no you know remove but, the doms again i'm going to go back to the point of subconsciously whether it be yeah, placebo it could be placebo, nice that yeah. sort of stuff could be therapeutic you genuinely feel nine times out of ten people that don't stretch get doms and think they're going to do 20 30 minutes and they're gonna, their doms are going to go. And it's absolute horseshit. Stretching, it needs to be consistent, you know? It's just it's just as just as important as hydration and sleep. They're just up there. But we all take it for granted. Uh, and then we always go back to, oh, oh, my legs are in shit today. I'll just do a quick stretch off. 
or, oh, just do a little bit here, just a bit there, and they think they're going to get rid of it. It's not. It's you stretching is the same it. as any other sort of training where it has to be progressive. You know, you have to keep keep on with it. If you if you start, if you only do like a little bit of stretching, if you do like a couple of bicep curls a day, like here and there, you're not going to get any sort of serious gains on your bicep strength or size. Same with stretching. If you do a couple of twenty second hamstring stretches every couple of weeks, you're not going to get any sort of gains on your flexibility or you know. That's the. F- that's the thing. Funny enough, I mean, with depending on how long you stretch for and how intense, you can have acute gains in flexibility or, let's say, mobility. So when I say acute, acute is a key word here. Acute means that it's very sudden. However, it's not long-lasting. Ten so minutes, isn't it? It's about like ten, yeah. It's something like ten minutes. It's um, not long at all. No, not long at all. But it might get you into that mobility that you can do the first set. And after that, you're actually, because you're actually training thereafter with the flexibility you needed, you're, you're still kind of maintaining that it. range of mode. Yeah, exactly. You're maintaining it. Um, I'll tell you what, here's an, I'm going to give you an anecdotal uh, bit of evidence now. Oh, best evidence there is. Oh, yeah, it's the only type of evidence there is. <laughs> all, all this, you know, nerdy systemic review, meta analysis, this and that. Oh, I sound like a bullshit. Set. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> it's all shit. Science always disproves itself anyway. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, um, very, in fact, it was after the second lockdown. Are we on our third or fourth lockdown now? I can't remember. Third, yeah? So yeah, third, it must have been after yeah. the second one. <laughs> what a year. Uh, after the second lockdown, when I got back to the gym, exactly what I was saying before, where I'd become unadapted and unaccustomed to exercise, I got back into squats and uh, calf raises. I, honestly, I, I'm not being dramatic here. I was fucked. I was in shit state. I was walking on my tiptoes. Uh, where Have you ever had it so bad where your calves and your hamstrings are so cramped up that you cannot walk flat-footed? You're just walking on your tiptoes. Anyway, um, that happened. <laughs> uh, woke up from my shift... Um, I was on an early shift, six o'clock in the morning. So I got up at five. I crawled out of bed, and I just couldn't. I could not physically walk flat-footed. Everything was crap. The doms was horrendous, absolutely horrendous. And I was having to walk to work as well. So my missus was going to take the car so she could um, get to work. So I was like, how the fuck am I going to walk to work on my tiptoes? It's like a mile and a half away. I'm going to be walking like I'm wearing high heels. But anyway, like uh, what I ended up doing was I actually, and this is against someone that doesn't like stretching, I actually used a foam roller and I did some static stretching so that I could walk flat-footed. Now, if I then went and sat back down on the sofa, after 10 minutes, I'd be in the exact same position I was when I'd first woken up, but where I'd mobilised myself just so that I could walk flat-footed, because I was then walking flat-footed, I kept it and I maintained it. And I managed to maintain it throughout the day. I was still in shit state. I was in pain, but at least got me that mobility and flexibility to walk flat-footed. Again, yeah, we all we always do it. That's so right. That's what everybody ever does. Their legs are in shit state. Their arms are in shit state. They'll have a quick stretch to get into a rhythm and then carry on. Yeah, yeah. And then when it subsides, they try it again later on. Subsides, tries it again later on. We all we all do it. Another thought of mine with static stretching in regards to DOMS is that if you're doing it with high intensity then it's almost like if you're if you've got a pain in your little finger your little finger's in pain suddenly you get a hammer and you whack your thumb with a hammer suddenly your little finger's not hurting anymore and i do find this is me personally once again that if you're stretching with intensity it can feel nice because you're now in pain in a different way and it takes your mind off of the other sorts of pain but that's just my thoughts on it i know it's a bit grim but yeah yeah, I get it. It's, it's quite. There's, there's a lot of different dependables there, isn't it? I think it's just important that think different things work for different people. It's just about. Te- I think what's important to know is that it's just the language used, and it's just yeah. basically we don't want to be telling people they need yeah. to do certain things. There's no harm in doing it, but you don't have to do it. This is what I look at from a a, a, a shit coach and a great coach and a a shit athlete and a good athlete, a a, a shit newbie and a good newbie is the fact that. Finding stuff that works for you or finding work stuff that works for your your clients, that is the best thing. You can have two things that are polar opposite but could work perfect for different people. Yeah. You know, there is not one size fits all. There is there isn't. And you Precisely. could be so some you could be so blinded by one thing that you've always believed in 
that could be holding someone back, could be holding yourself back. And to think that, nah, don't believe in it, or yeah, I do it, and, and not have this sort of devil's advocate to even look at the other side of stuff yeah. is, 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 is wrong in my eyes. Everything is context-dependent. Uh, lads, I just want to address this final thing, because I did mention it on the story about injuries. So. Uh, I would like to address the fact that you still haven't got that bookcase changed. Yeah, We're in a lockdown, that, Andy. That I've book got... is still upside down. It's been upside it down is. for a long time now. That's not a book. That's knee sleeves. Is it? Oh. Yeah. What about that thing there? I, I'm just saying, I'm pretty sure, like, before Christmas, we talked about this, and after Christmas, and you said, yeah, it's a new house, I'm on it, I'm going to get it changed. You have literally been sent home from work, and you've got nothing to do but sit in your pants all day. This is probably the first time you got dressed, okay? <laughs> you <laughs> could have at least done that bookshelf. Look, Andy, I've been pumping hours into this podcast in Train Primal. Don't I'll, give me this. All right, I'll give, give you that. This. But I have, <laughs> I have, a, I have, I've put a clock on my wall, a racing car thing. Andy's in his uh, swanky Dubai hotel. Mm. Yeah, it looks like some, <laughs> yeah, it looks, it's very, what hotel is it? What chain is it? So this is the Brands Hatch Hotel, mate. Four-star hotel. Fucking hell. Do you want to see around? Shall I show you around? Oh, I would love God. to see around. Is there a mini bar? Nah, that's I'm trying to I'm trying to like snuggle it that I actually get like the presidential shit sweet. The clock on the wall is wrong. So we've got race car stuff. Oh it's a oh it's a race car dial. Big old uh, Is that a kid's room? Telly. Look no wait a sec, look how big this space is, mate. Is a dead hooker in the background? <laughs> is that all for you? <laughs> yeah. That's decent that. En suite. It's better than the block, mate. Yeah, mate. Walking shower. You can't see that. Wait a sec. Yeah, our listeners have got absolutely no idea what's going on here, but Walking it looks great. Walking shower. It's fucking well hot. I'm like, it's nice. It is nice, yeah. It's really good. Uh, yeah. Thanks for that little tour, Andy. Um, You're welcome, gentlemen. I'm sure the listeners absolutely love that. Well, you can just fucking edit it out, can't you? Oh, no, I'll leave it in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not taking it out. Uh, where were we? I completely forgot. We were talking about injuries. your bookshelf and how it looks oh. really empty and there's nothing more uncomfortable than looking at a nearly empty bookshelf. It does, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, you guys are knobheads. Right, next week I'm taking it down. <laughs> it will still be there next week. It still so will be there next week. <laughs> it will still week. be there next week. No change whatsoever. It's not going anywhere. It'll be filled but, with Argos catalogues now. Just to fill it, it out a bit. Bill's just going to do this when it comes to the podcast. All right, guys, let's yeah. go. Yeah. <laughs> <Turn> <laughs> anyway. The show's his empty spice rack. <laughs> my, my spice rack's actually full, mate. All right. Fucking put some up there, then. Put some spice in it. <laughs> just fill the study with spice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stick a curry in it. Injuries. So this is another one we were talking about, saying how stretching, the impact of static stretching after exercise, can it reduce the chance of um, the risk of injury? Because obviously if you're not injured, then you haven't got to recover. Um, once again, it's the same as the DOMS thing. There's no real evidence to say that static stretching after exercise is going to do anything for injury prevention. Um, I'll link a couple of studies in the show notes as well, which support this sort of train of thought. Um, have you seen anything, boys, in regards to injuries? Um no, yeah, yeah, it's very hickledy-pickledy, but I wanted to bring up a point of, I see a lot of this at the moment, so a lot of, there are a lot of injuries around, maybe minor, major, this sort of stuff, but what I see a lot of people doing is stretching their injuries, Oh, and, yeah. and, it, and in my eyes, I'm not really a fan of this, because it's yeah, like a bruise, isn't it, so if you get a bruise and you keep fucking poking it, that bruise never goes away, does it? It just doesn't. So these people are like, oh, yeah, I've got hamstring strain. So what I'm going to do is just keep stretching my hamstring. In my eyes, that's just majorly counterintuitive. To be a bit of context into that, because we were talking about intensity of stretching. So if it was like a high intensity, it would be definitely something I'd be a bit funny about. But once again, we're talking about static stretching. There are other forms of stretching, including just general strength training. Technically, lifting weights is a form of stretching. Uh, I think it depends on the dosage of the stretching itself on the injury. Yeah. Uh, don't quote me on that. But, but when again, most... I I find it very hard. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, go for I it. I find it very hard that I don't think there's a lot of people that would know the difference between 
No, you're right. Like yeah. minor and major stretching. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest, yeah. I I wouldn't I wouldn't fully understand it because I'm always going to go to that point where I'm like, oh, this is or yeah, that's where I yeah. want to be. Is that is that intensity potentially? Most probably is. But if I'm not there and I'm stretching it less, am I even stretching it at all? I think you know? a lot of people when they stretch, they think it's got to feel like it's burning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, just before. So I can definitely see your then. point, Ned. With the general population, I'll once again I'm just kind of like going off of my own thoughts here. Nothing's really evident, evidence based with this, but um, my own thoughts would be the general population would stretch to the intensity where they feel like it's burning. Yeah, or like uh, having having a significant feeling going through yeah. their body. Yeah. What yeah. would you say then? To, I'm just, I was just thinking there while you two were talking about. So if you did three minutes of a light intensity hamstring stretch and then you did 30 seconds of a high intensity hamstring stretch would you say that would get the same a similar response because you've done a longer period on that one but less intensity but you've done really high intensity but for a shorter period so i'm i'm i don't know i'm not i'm i'm staying away from forcing hmm. forcing movements forcing yeah. stretches and what i'm i'm trying to sit in stretches longer passively like major passively and i try and look that as more low intensity um i'm not because i've spent so many years really trying to force these stretches and never really seen any benefit i always wake up stiff the next day i'm always in the gym stiff before i've 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 warmed up so yeah i've just kind of i'm trying to step away from that and just any sort of like really rag it in and push it into a position i don't i'm I'm at the moment. I'm not agreeing with it. I'm just myself. I'm trying to move down a different path. But I don't know. You two probably feel a bit different to that. But Tommy, again, what it's what I'm I'm working with. Uh, I mean, to be honest with you, I I have no idea. Uh, I have to see evidence I, on it. I, you know I, I mean? the thought that came to my head, to be honest. Um, I don't think there is because there is like yeah. different time domains of stretching are supposed to do different things. Um, I mean, you do get different forms of stretching where. Um, fuck me, I can't remember the it's do with the golgi tendons, but I can't remember the proper term for it now. But it's where you it's, it's a proper form of stretching, but I just can't remember the terminology used for it. But it's where you'll static stretch for a certain period of time, and you'll slightly release that stretch, and then you'll stretch again. But this time you'll go like a little bit slightly further, and you repeat that process. That the whole point is, is every time you stretch, you're giving yourself a chance to adapt to that position, so that you kind of your your body isn't going to be as defensive so that by the second time you go to stretch it's like the body's realized actually i can go a little bit further without my injury myself let's go for it and you constantly repeat that are you going down the sort of pnf stretching is it pnf uh fucking yeah, Google I don't it. Know uh, long term but so so this that is sounds like right actually that, yeah that, like that does enough, like you're just sort of easing into easing into it you come out big deep breath and yeah. uh, exhale and sort of people push do it, it down. for um front rack mobility quite a lot yeah yeah really really get those elbows up so i know a lot of um i know a lot of pts work in this tom tell me if i'm wrong or not so when i did my level three pt a lot of it a lot of stretching was pnf stretching like you helping your client and doing that exact same thing just putting them into a position where they're feeling it you'd breathe for it breathe for it breathe for it and then you'd go right last one we're gonna push it a little bit now and you'd push it to a ah and then you'd come out isn't that, isn't that more in a warm-up um no this would be the cool down would this be the cool down i have no idea <laughs> yeah cause you'd, I, I have, you'd ask them to like fight against it so like you'd have a leg on their shoulder they'd be trying to force their leg down drive it into your shoulder and you'd be trying to push it away so they've got that sort of um that that isometric hold, and then you go right, relax, and then you would force it into position. So I've d- I've done a lot of that, a little bit of that. Um, I, I, I did actually do that on my course. Um, it's one of the actual one practical things we did, and I remember it being absolutely horrendous. I thought my arsehole was going to get torn into. Um, lads, have we got any final points before we wrap up this episode? Anything you want to summarise on? Um, experiment not with drugs. But, <laughs> I'm glad we clarified that. <laughs> uh, Can always count on Andy for a good summary. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Just experiment. See what find. See what you like doing. It's like CrossFit, innit? Just get as much as you can. Throw it at the wall. Whatever sticks, go with it. So and, there you and go. what I mean by stick is whatever you do. If it makes you feel real good, 
even it might not have no effect, it might have an amazing effect. But if you feel good, you walk away from it in a in a positive outlook, then that's it. That's what you should be looking for. Positive, positive, positive. Um, my thoughts would be, in the context of recovery, if you want to do some low intensity static stretching, then go for it. If you want to, go for it. Um, I don't think that you should expect to see mass, a massive dramatic difference. But if something you want to do or you, you feel anecdotally that it does help you with your performance, then yeah, sure, go for it. Um, but I do want to clarify that it's it's not something that you have to do, non-negotiable. Um, I, I hear this with runners a lot as well. Uh, people that run, they say you must cool down afterwards with a stretch. Um, not necessarily. If it makes you feel better, yeah, go for it. But it's not something where we've got to create more barriers to time and make people think, oh, I can't do this exercise or I need to cut this exercise short because I need time to stretch. Do you know what I mean? I would say if you really need to, I wouldn't even, I'd save I'd save that time at the end of your session and do it later on in the day. I feel like there's more benefit. The data yeah. points towards a better benefit from doing it later in the day before bed or doing it in the morning or doing it at a different time because yeah. you're then potentially re reinducing that blood flow of buzzword which you've already got after after exercise, it's kind of wasted. So if you yeah. get it later in the day, there might be a, might be a bit more benefit. Dancing for the buzzwords. Benefit. Love a good buzzword, don't we? It is, yeah. But yeah, I mean... We are missing one buzzword, though. I'm surprised Tom hasn't shoeed it in yet. There's still time. We've still got time. You can't, you can't shoe in. It, I, stretching's free. I you cannot can. shoe that in. Yeah, yeah, I easily free. can. I easily can. Right, oh, give me one minute. So while go on. There is right. no chance. I am going to debunk this. This one. <laughs> I'm not having it. Right. Um, uh, uh, it's fifty-two. It's fifty-two now. You've got fifty seconds to think of something. You got, you got fifty-three. You got to give it me. Okay. Theoretically, let's say in the future, um, the government comes under threat by an extreme right-wing culture, and uh, that that when they eventually come into power, they they, they dictate that is illegal, punishable by death to do static stretching after exercise. There you go. For the no, because of that country, you can do burpees in your bedroom with your with your blinds closed, and you can static stretch right after. Because there are people that love to defy. That not having that was actually a really good, that was a really good argument actually. Yeah, it's a good <laughs> argument. Yeah. What, what is that, Tom? So what what were you getting at though? So what, what what would that come under? What umbrella of terms does that come under if they if you're not allowed to because it's against the law? Well, I don't know what you're asking me, but what I do know that it's going to be armed <laughs> partisans uh, with fully automatic weapons um, that are going to deny the anti-static stretching government. What What was you asking me? <laughs> right, it's socio-economics. See you next week, lads. Bye. Love you. Bye. As always, thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this season opener and we hope it's given you a lot to think about. We've got plenty more to come in this season, looking at various recovery methods such as massage, foam rolling, ice baths, sleep, percussion guns, and much, much more. So if you want to make sure you don't miss out on the next episode, ensure you've hit the follow slash subscribe button on your podcast app so you're notified when our next episode goes live. We will see you next week, same time, same place, for a brand new episode. See you soon.